You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Let's get into another journey into mystery right here. Episode nine, we're going to be talking about, well, it's one that I know you were very excited about, Ian. Uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. Yes. <laughs> Finally. I mean, it's such a good one, right? It's 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 our first time with the Russo brothers as a director uh, in the MCU. And um, what a way to, to just come in swinging. Yeah. That is such a spot to just show up. Um, <laughs> I mean, I feel like this was the first time. I mean, I, mm, this is our. Let's not just make comic book movies anymore. It's like, like let's make subgenres of comic book movies. This is a spy thriller comic book movie, right? Like, this is Captain America not going up against Nazis. This is, or you know, it, it's still going up against Hydra, which are kind of like Nazis. <laughs> pretty much nazis but it's 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 all spy and espionage and and who who can you trust and who can't you trust and it's 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 a different tone from the rest of the comic movies i feel yeah it really is it's a uh it's a vast departure from uh first avenger for sure where first Avenger was like, Hey, look at this. Everything, despite it being kind of gritty is squeaky clean. And it's <laughs> Captain America fighting bad guys with his best friends. And now it's like, Oh dang, no, there's lots of conspiracy here. And, and is Bucky a good guy? He's still handsome, but is he, is he a bad guy now? Is he a good guy? We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember sitting in the theater? And I know, because I was an avid comic book reader that winter soldier is Bucky, but I remember you know, being in the theater with a whole bunch of just movie watchers, people that watch just the movies, they don't know anything about the comic books and getting that, you know, all the air sucked out of the theater when the reveal comes that Bucky is the winter soldier. The person that's trying to kill cap is the, is his best friend. Right. It's like, no, (laughs) we can't do this. No, he fell. He fell in the first movie. He fell to his, death but we understand that in comic books somebody falling means they're dead as <laughs> i see the body they aren't dead that's the comic book rule <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh man i mean he essentially gets that same he gets kind of like a same death that that captain america gets or you know same treatment because he falls into an icy river as opposed to the icy tundra of the Arctic. And then he is, you know, able to, um, he's able to, uh, kill. No, I, Oh, the Russians find him. The Russians find him and turn him into a super soldier of sorts. Mm -hmm. So, was that a means of like 
like another super ser- like super serum like we see in in cap or was that just like through well in the comic books it's not a super soldier serum um they never specify in the movie i guess maybe kind of in civil war because you see that they get that they use him to grab the super soldier serum um from the starks and then uh they give it to those other five soldiers in that flashback uh and bucky has to try and save that scientist but i would assume that means that he doesn't actually have any super soldiers here in him they give him the 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 robotic arm mm-hmm. he essentially he lost his arm from in the in the fall and uh-huh. then uh you know they mess around with his brain to uh, make it so that he he does whatever it is that they want him to do. Do you think that there was other robotic implants in him? Uh I mean, I would think so, because they have the the consistent brainwashing. So yeah. they probably did something cyber in his brain somewhere. Um, but the the arm is the easiest go to of like we fixed you, we made you whole again. <laughs> You I mean, you listen to me, handsome Bucky. <laughs> Obviously, um, they they made it so that later on in like Civil War, you see that he's keeping pace, if not at you know he's, he's fast. He's he's Black Panther fast. He's Captain America fast. Now in this movie, you specifically see like how Cap like kicks people across the room. And, yeah is able to leap from one building to the next through windows and stuff. So with his super soldier serum, he's, he's buffed up. How is it that they're doing the same thing with Buck? The power of communism and fear of being brainwashed. I, I don't have. Is that, is that a thing though? Like if you can control the person's brain, you tell them to, you, you tell the brain to, like using hypnosis to make someone bleed from only one side of their hand when you stab them. Like, is that a thing that you can manipulate someone's brain enough to push them to run faster, to jump higher and stuff like that? Maybe Wolvie says that he has an answer for it. Wolvie hit me in chat and we'll, we'll circle back to it once, once you have your thing posted in there, because I'm interested to know. Um, I think that he was already in better shape than Steve ever could have been before the serum. Well, that's true. Before the serum, yes. So you take, if there is some sort of serum involved or some procedure or something that makes him better, he was already a mostly good dude that was in way better shape than Steve was when Steve got the super soldier serum. (laughs) So I mean, you put you put a dude in good shape through all of that. It takes everything and makes it better. So that he's just like, there you go. Now I can keep up, and I am the epitome of the gray area. <laughs> uh, so this is the second in the Captain America movies, and I'm going to tell you right now, the Captain America movies are outside of the Avenger movies are my favorite. Like. I in the comic book world, like I'm not a big Captain America fan. I, I don't hate the character. I don't I just don't it's not the book that I go to. Actually, I don't think I've ever collected Captain America books straight off. 
I have um, for sure. But in the MCU, he's my favorite character. Like, I don't know if that what you know if that makes me uh, childish or whatever because he's he's so Boy Scout. But like, I think in the MCU they mix enough of the Boy Scout plus the Rebel. You know, yeah, yeah, and they they do a really good job as we see from because Winter Soldier is a like fulcrum for the rest of the MCU that we've seen from here. Cause it puts a lot of stuff into play. Mm-hmm. Um, what they do with cap in the future of this, where he goes like, like renegade cap is really good. I like it. Yeah. I, I love it. It's fantastic where he shows up in Wakanda and is like, I need some shields. And they're like, get this guy two shields that are pointy. So he can stab <laughs> people with shields. <laughs> Bless you. Like, one of my favorite things about this movie too is you when he we first see Cap in this movie, he's wearing he's not wearing the the, the stars and stripes because you remember in, in Avengers, like he gets the costume or when uh, Coulson's talking to him, he says, you know, uh, I have some ideas for the costume, you know, you know, kind of an update on what it used to be. He goes, stars and stripes. Are you sure, you sure that's still what people want? And he's like, it's what we need. And then you get to this movie and he's not wearing stars and stripes anymore. Like he's wearing the top cop outfit, which is one that I like. And the funny thing is, is that in the comic books, that doesn't show up until after he comes back from the dead after dying in civil war. So like, it's interesting that you see it here. They also set up crossbones here and then instantly kill him off next time we see him. In so <laughs> in civil war. So I I will take their their costuming timeline with a grain of salt here. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> and when we get to civil war, I am gonna have words about the fact that cross that crossbones is dead, mostly just to stay on brand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fair. That's fair. um all right well let's see what you got here this is in regards to bucky being a super soldier uh the same scientist that helps red skull get his superpowers didn't stop he kept going without uh without the scientist who was the linchpin making the captain america serum but then was killed by a hydra spy it's how civil war also has a super soldier that goes super soldiers that go nuts it isn't that there can't be new super soldiers. It's that Steve Rogers is the secret sauce. He's a good man, something that evil scientists can't understand. So they use a good man, Bucky. They then brainwash him because he's a good man. He has. Uh, he was always going to break the mind control eventually. So they just keep putting him on ice. I I can I can see where you're going with that, but the doctor that made Captain America was the guy who specifically made red skull and then he promptly dies. <laughs> like he goes, I messed up. Cause he's a bad guy. You're a good guy. Fixed it. We did. Uh, now I'm shot. Like that's the timeline. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I still don't think, I don't think that he ever got any, uh, super soldier serum. I think it's, it's either some type of robotic implants or there it's, just pushing like they're using his mind to push his body to the extremes it's kind of maybe that's also the reason why they have to constantly put him on ice that could be a thing um you know what i'm gonna now subscribe to a theory that's a little bit of both he's mad brainwashed to the point that his brain doesn't tell his body when it's hurt that's or or that's hurting thing. yeah and uh he now also he got his knees did <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm all for that <laughs> 
Stanley Tucci was the guy who made Steve Rogers cap. That dude made the winter soldier was the dude who played. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the same guy. They no. weren't talking about Stanley Tucci. They were talking about a dude who worked with Stanley Tucci. Yeah, Zola. Well, Zola worked with Red Skull in the first Avengers. Yes. And, or the first Avenger. And then, yeah, he's kind of, he's the scientist. I, I think that's kind of what they're explaining in that video when they're in that bunker that he's very much involved in, in creating the winter soldier. So that that's okay. Then Fulvi, I, I will, I will give you the, I will give you the point there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so fun fact about this before I thought, before I took into the concept that Hydra was a Nazi like offshoot that was still super messed up and disgusting. Um, I was working at Target in the electronics department, and I thought it was really funny to end my transactions with people by telling, like, oh, yeah, there you go. All right. Have a good day, man. Hail Hydra. Yeah. Just, <laughs> like, I, and now I look back on it, and I'm like, that was kind of messed up based on what Hydra stands for as a whole. But, yeah, it, yeah a tall, blonde, white guy telling you, Hail Hydra. <laughs> uh <laughs> It's kind of messed up now that I think back on it. Uh, but I got a lot of interesting looks. I also got some uh, some laughs. And there was one guy who was really into it. And now that I think about it, I'm a little sketched out by that guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe that backfired a little. but Maybe. You know, it was very... It's very much in the pop culture. So I, do, I wouldn't... I wouldn't be too upset with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what Malfoy here in chat had just said too. It was topical. They knew. <laughs> uh, uh, this is interesting because the phase two consists of uh, first Iron Man three to finish up that trilogy, then Thor: The Dark World, mm-hmm. and then um, uh, this movie. Winter Soldier. Is there another one after this, though, before we get to Age of Ultron? I think the next one is Ultron. That's what I think, Chat. too. Chat, somebody look it up. Fact uh-huh. check me here. Uh, I think it's I think it's Ultron, then Civil War, and then we're into, like, Endgame prep. I think, no, we have, you have Ant-Man oh, before. After Guardians. Oh, Guardians is in Phase 2. Okay. Yes. So, that will come after this one, then. I'm pretty sure MCU movie order I should probably they have done my they, research before. They this. always try and give you that, like which time the timeline, oh, you the, should... the chronological order. It's like, I don't yeah. care. I want to know when they were released. Exactly. They always try and give you the chronological order. And I don't think that ever works. Like everybody always tries to talk about doing stuff in the chronological order. It's like you need to have watched this movie before you watch the one that, comes first in the timeline i think you know what i mean yeah because there's a bunch of stuff that like plays te- off of it yeah because like technically guardians of the galaxy should be before this right yeah yeah because that happens in like the 90s you yeah, know well, like hard- early yeah or like early 2000s because quill gets abducted in like 80 something yeah but but then at the end of that they they go to the collector or during that they, they go to the collector and he would already have had the one from Dark World, right? The Ether? I don't know anymore. Uh, 
Um, so we got Thor The Dark World. We just watched that. Captain America Winter Soldier. Yep, Guardians of the Galaxy is next in line. So that's the only origin story that we have in Phase 2. Like, everything else is... Well, one, you have the you have Iron Man coming to an end. You have Dark World still trying to find itself, which I have, I find is interesting. Like Thor, Dark World, and Ragnarok, each one is like, well, we kind of have a, a blank slate with Thor. We just go ahead and try again and see what it is. And it's not till Ragnarok that you really get a, 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 you know, a hit with Thor. I would say in the, in the single movie, um, but this one. It gets to be its own thing. It's so much separated from everything else. Like even though it, it's got a lot of Shield in it, it, it like Captain America is directly tied to Shield in this movie. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's so much just his movie. Like it, it, they have a great way. Like it, yes, Black Widow is is very much the second lead in this movie because she's on the run with him. But it's a lot of just him having to figure out where it is that he exists in this world and then what kind of games is, is he supposed to be playing like it's even at the very beginning when he first meets sam it's like i don't know where i exist does is he still supposed to be a soldier like when he goes to to sam's uh meeting like the uh the ptsd meeting uh that that they're at and he's like i don't i don't know like should i still be a soldier what what is captain america if not still a soldier a really old guy. <laughs> but he's not. That's the problem. Like, he even makes that joke to Natasha. Well, all the guys in my barbershop quartet are dead, so I don't know what to do with my weekends. <laughs> and it comes back around again where he's like, I'm, what is it? I'm 97, not dead. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, have you even kissed a have you even kissed a girl? Yes, I'm 97, not dead. <laughs> well, we know he got to kiss Natalie Dormer in the first movie at the very yeah. end. At the very le- at the very least, yeah. um, I like what they did with Black Widow in this movie. I in- I really like how they how they worked with her in this one, where she was her own, she was her own character operating in her own way. She was operating on orders, but it was still very much so like doing it her way, and she wasn't a damsel. And and you know you get that that idea that she. Ha- is doing her own thing like especially when they get on that boat in the very beginning like she runs up she does the thing she gets the to the to the room and takes out the the engines or whatever it is first uh and then she goes off to go do the server stuff like to back up the server onto that thumb drive and he's one he's wondering like where were you what were you doing and she's gone off to do her own thing like yeah he's doing her spy stuff which is the kind of thing that I hope that we get to see in the black widow movie in a true, like spy thriller, like super spy thriller for the black widow movie. Like these are the times when she wasn't around in the other movies. This is what she was doing. She was doing some spy craft shit. Yeah. Um, I want, I want a black widow movie. That's like a James Bond movie. Yes. That would be awesome. I would love it. This this is more like a Mission Impossible movie, and I want Natasha's movie to be a James Bond movie. Yes, because okay, I know I know Chat knows this term. I don't know if I've ever used this term with you, Mitch. Um, <clears throat> but the Captain America movies are 
in the best way possible, laser ass. I, I have no idea what that term means. So I'm, so, I'm here to learn. Okay. It's a, uh, it's a term that Tenspeed and I, so my sister and I, we use it pretty regularly to describe uh, the first Marvel versus Capcom game. Okay. Is, is laser ass. You hit one button and it's just like lasers and explosions and cool stuff. And like, you're like, ah, it's, it's laser ass. <laughs> so like, it takes very little for the Captain America movies to really get going and to just be over the top and ridiculous. And I say in a different way than the Iron Man movies, because the Iron Man movies kind of make sense, but the amount of just like explosions and weird stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I want a Black Widow movie that's if if okay step it back captain america is laser ass in the best way mission impossible movies are laser ass because tom cruise um (laughs) yes so they they make that in the same way there i want a black widow movie that's not laser ass but more grounded in realism like james bond's casino royale yes I mean, we know we're not getting that because we saw the trailer and she's she's like halo jumping and jumping from something debris that's in the air and yeah. master. But I get what you're saying. We yeah. do need that movie. If they decide to go forward, as Ooh. it seems those movies are 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 suggesting, uh, or at least that's what the trailer is suggesting, and now the director of the of Black Widow is suggesting. If they go forward with Florence Pugh as the new Black Widow, I could totally see her Black Widow movies being that, where it's totally Casino Royale, you know, kind of, yeah, how does a person that's that's dealt with Thanos or, you know, lived through the snap, like, how do they go about just being grounded and, and having to deal with regular espionage, but you don't, you can still do it. Yeah. More power to you. Um. So to take a step back to laser ass here, Malfoy revised it to beautiful nonsense. I like that. Beautiful <laughs> nonsense. I prefer the term laser ass because it's just better. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Wolvie had also said Black Widow would make a great Jason Bourne style movie, like a like a Bourne Identity kind of movie. That would be great. Yeah, and that's even more like grounded in reality. At least the uh-huh. first two. Um, that's one of the things that I really picked up on at the beginning of this movie, at the beginning of Winter Soldier, especially when, like, when Cap lands on that boat, or at least lands in the water and then gets into the boat. Like, he's doing everything so stealthy, and it's it's one of the things that I think is hilarious. Like, I'm gonna be stealthy, stealth, and like you're still jumping from things. I don't understand how you can jump onto a thing and be quiet. Right. <laughs> but Start he does crazy, <laughs> but he does it and it. It's very much shot like a born movie, even to the point where he goes up against Batrock, the, the leaper and they have their first fight scene. It doesn't do the jumble, like shaky cam fight scenes all that much, but you do get a lot of quick cuts and like, uh, it, the best part of that fight scene, which I I love, is the the wide shots where you have, uh, more than likely Chris Evans' stunt double and and probably actually George Saint Pierre, you know, because he's an MMA fighter, you know, <laughs> fighting and doing choreographed fighting fight scenes, and it looks awesome. But then you get a lot of you know cuts so that you can have the the elbows thrown in there and the the the, the up closes of Chris Evans' face and stuff. 
So it looks a lot like a Bourne movie there, which I dug. Yeah. Um, I think we would be doing this whole movie a huge disservice if we didn't take this chance, since we're talking about fight scenes, to talk about how great just the fight choreography in this movie is. You're absolutely correct. Like, yes. This, this has the best fight in the entire MCU, in my opinion. Uh, so would that be Buck versus Cap? Buck versus Cap knife fight in the street the first time before the mask gets knocked off. Just all the stuff where like Buck will stab and he'll get blocked, so he'll just drop it and catch it over here and keep fighting, and it's just so fluid. Fantastic, fantastic. If you want to tell me I'm wrong, at me. I'll, I'll, we could talk about this. <laughs> and it, it makes it even better when you see those behind the scene shots where you see um, Sebastian Stan like just practicing, you know, over and over with that scene, like of. Flipping the knife, tossing it down, letting go, and grabbing it with the other hand. It's just unbelievable how much they they put into those fight scenes. There's a video I saw that's him running it with like the choreo- like the choreographer for it. And it's like a two-minute video. The first one is them going through the steps. Okay, you're gonna go here, then you're gonna drop it, then you go here, then you drop it, blah, blah, blah. He's just giving them the blocking for it. And then there's one where he's like, All right, we're gonna run it, we're gonna run it full speed. And it's the first time full speed, and he drops the knife right away yeah and then like the very last one is they do it full speed for real and it's it's the thing from the movie (laughs) it's the scene and it's just like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) but he's in just like t-shirt and gym shorts like he's just it's a rehearsal day he's like they go boom and i'm like oh my god this guy is how does this man (laughs) that is one thing that i would love to have asked at like a convention or something like that like Mm -hmm. not just of them but of any comic book movie choreographer, like fight choreographer, because not like maybe not so much for the knife fighting that Buck does, but Captain America's fighting with the shield, Wolverine mm-hmm. fighting with 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 claws, uh, maybe uh, what's his name, Jeremy Renner's or Hawkeye's fighting with a bow, like actually fighting with the bow as opposed to fighting with, um or shooting the bow but like how do you how do you come up with a brand new type of fight style where you incorporate things that aren't usually part of a fight style like like fighting with a sword has been around for you know ages like people have done it and they've they've come up with different ways and different types of swords but fighting with claws on your hands i, I i'm i'm sure there's only like a one or two fight styles that incorporate something like that yeah, I. That's a tough one because, like, we we see it in the comics where it's just like, okay, so he has blade, like he has knife hands now, so he just stabs a lot. Yeah, and like, <laughs> does, like big sweeping, like swipes, but you can't just be like, all right, he does these two things: he stabs and he swipes. Like, you have to make it like visible. You have to make it fun to watch. Right, and and think about like with Wolverine. Wolverine often blocks his face by putting the claws in front of it, right? Because it's animantium claws. Like anything that comes at him is going to not hurt. But does he need to? Because his face is also covered in animantium and he has a healing uh, factor. (laughs) So it's like, it's more like a, I don't want my nose cut off in this one, or I don't want to, you know, do stuff like that. So it's, it's an interesting like way of thinking. Like, how do you come up with a fight style for these specific characters? Captain America, yeah, you have like 
the the Spartan fighting with three with a shield, right? But it's not mm-hmm. exactly the same because he's doing all these jumping around, throwing it, throwing it, having to incorporate all those types of moves, and you see that fluidly in this movie, like especially that fight scene with Batrock. He's like, "Hey, you know, like, why are you using the shield? I thought you were good without it." Or you know, what was it? I think the line is, "Uh, aren't you more than just a shield or something like that?" Yeah, and he's like, "All right, game on," and he just like puts <laughs> it on his back, and he's like, "You wanted it, let's go." Which, which is another thing, like that learning to fight with a shield on your back, like that's got to be weird feeling. You're not going to have the same range of motion, exactly, or incorporate it. Like you know, you don't have to worry about the guy coming up behind you because you have a shield there. Like that thing, yeah, impenetrable. My biggest like concern about the fight scenes anytime you get Cap involved is the planning it takes to figure out where those shield bounces go. That's true. <laughs> and he became an instant master of geometry. <laughs> you saw it you saw it in First Avenger. You see it even more now when he's like, all right, I'm gonna bounce it off of that little tiny hound rail on the boat. <laughs> I'm just going to wing it over there and it's going to bounce there. It's going to bounce there. It's going to hit the guy in the back of the head and I'll catch it as it bounces off his head. How do you plan that? Uh, he watched all those videos of uh, Michael Jordan and Larry Bird from those McDonald's commercials back in the day. Right. Or like, does, is he hanging out with, with, with Poindexter? Like, does he know bullseye is bullseye teaching him how to like throw things? Like <laughs> it, it's a good question. It's something I always wonder too, but I just assume that it was, it has to be, a it has to be a not so much a side effect but like a another effect of the super, super soldier serum that his brain has to work on that level like the fact that he speaks french in this movie like do we have any idea how many other languages he can speak can he speak can he learn languages easier because of the super soldier serum 24 to be exact he speaks 24 languages 24, that's that's pretty amazing yeah, like yeah and Nick Fury speaks all of them at the same time as well. <laughs> well, I'm sure Nick Fury just has a piece of tech that like a, a babble fish in his ear. It, it's oh, a right. later. Like <laughs> it, it makes sense to me. How did you feel about uh, Nick Fury's one fight scene that he gets in this one with the car? You know, I remember, I remember seeing the beginning of that because they showed it in agents of shield like before the movie came out. Cause it was their big tie in, I think in the end of the first season of agents of shield, uh, that winter soldier was showing up and, you know, shield is, is basically without a leader, like kind of thing. So getting the opportunity to, uh, see how, see a little bit more of, of Sam Jackson in action, you know, as opposed to just being Nick Fury and walking out of the shadows and having a cryptic thing to say and, and just moving the pieces around. Like this is him in a panic. And you know, I love, I love the fact that they kill him in the movie, quote unquote, kill him. And then in the movie, have him show up again, because that's a Nick Fury thing. That's so uh, Nick Fury comic book thing to, fake his own death or <laughs> you thought you killed me. <laughs> you thought I was dead. Not dead. Nope. Um, the, like the side characters of this one. Talk about that for a second. Agent 23 lives across the hall. Yes. Uh, no agent 13. 
Agent 13. Agent 23, I always get them confused. <laughs> That's the number that sticks out in my head. Agent 13 lives across the hall. Hello? Hey, not only is she, she a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent lives across the hall, but she's also the grandniece of Peggy Carter, the woman that he loved or still loves. Like, Yeah. I mean, and, like, it does get awkward in this in Civil War, but we'll talk about that when we get to Civil War. <laughs> and did Peggy died in this one, right? No, she dies in Civil War. That's the, okay. people, the, the whole thing that pushes him. But okay, what a reveal in this movie that she is actually still alive. Like mm-hmm. he, we see him go to the museum, and in the museum, she they have that real plane of an interview with Peggy Carter from 1953, where she's like, "Oh yeah, and my, you know, I eventually met my husband. Uh, he was one of the men that Captain Captain America freed uh, that day, and you know, he's still affecting my life to this day." Now we can go back and forth on whether or not she's actually talking about Steve because of time travel that we know happens at the end of Endgame. It's Steve. I, I would say I say it's not Steve. But however, these are the same writers. This is Marcus and McFeely, McFeely that you know wrote this movie, wrote uh, part part of wrote Thor, Thor: The Dark World, wrote Civil War, Infinity War. Um, you know what? No, it's one of the Howling Commandos. <laughs> It could have been. It, it, has it really to be. could have been. Has it, to be. It could have been anybody. They never showed him, and I, I and I, I don't want to say that that was their in game, or you know, that was their <laughs> setting, setting it up to never show who her husband was because they knew Captain America was going to go back in time and join her at some point. But I don't know that. Like, yeah, I'd I'd say it's a little convenient if they if they already knew it. Then just <laughs> what the hell. um all right we've talked about it a lot chat wants to know is this the best captain america movie uh not for me civil war is the best captain america movie but that that's me everybody loves winter soldier more though like i get that and i can see it i can see why people love it more see i'm i'm on the fence i like i like civil war i like civil war a lot uh-huh. But Civil War pissed me right off. <laughs> oh no. And we could we could talk about that when we get to Civil War. I want to see if it still pisses me right off. Okay. Uh we'll, we'll most, have to most, mostly with with the Baron. Uh, see, and I love the Baron. Like everybody tell and we'll get to this when we get to Civil War. But everybody talks <laughs> about how Killmonger is the best villain of the MCU. Like he is the oh, he is. flawed villain. I love like I don't get me wrong, I love Killmonger. Black Panther is one of my favorite of the MCU. It's like in the top three. Mm-hmm. But Baron Zemo, I just love how he played everybody in that movie. Like I love how he plays that he plays out that story. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a good one. It is. It's good. I'm not I'm not <laughs> arguing that's not good. Um we keep saying it. We're gonna talk about it when we get to Civil War. <laughs> But <laughs> it's hard because the, the, we're going through the past. We're wa- we're walking it, you know, through, and we know where it's going with those stuff. But yeah, we gotta we gotta stick to Winter Winter Soldier. Because <laughs> the big thing that pisses me off about Civil War is the fact that they didn't do Civil War. They did. They just gave it the name, and we're like, and fight. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. We didn't get the comic book Civil War, and it, that pisses me off. But I still love that movie. It, it's it's my number one. It's it really is. Uh, yeah. Um, another character we need to talk about, so we can get back into, in, so we can get back on track here with with Captain America with, with Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, 
Falcon. Yep. Sam Wilson. Sam Wilson was a great addition. Sam Wilson Falcon is a great addition. Anthony Mackie is Sam Wilson. I am not so happy with like, I don't have a problem with Anthony Mackie. I think he is a very charismatic actor. I think he is great in certain roles. I don't really even have a problem with them in this role. I just don't think that he was the best that they could have done for this, for this character. Should have been Don Cheadle. <laughs> Don Cheadle wouldn't have been a bad choice. Like he would have brought <laughs> some pretty great gravitas to it. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm only saying that because I kind of don't like him as war machine. <laughs> I mean, I would have liked someone a little bit bigger as war machine. Like Agreed. I would have liked somebody for war machine. That's a little bit bigger and a little bit younger a little bit younger would have been great like it would have made made sense like a little bit younger for war machine a little bit older for falcon like this would yeah. have, he would have been a guy that was in desert storm like mm-hmm. you know using these wings and let's talk about those wings like they're fantastic they look they look great and they're a cool concept i love it very cool awesome stuff but like how come we didn't talk about this tech when we were when Tony Stark is talking about making suits and stuff like that, like in Iron Man two, when he's talking about, Oh, no one's close. Like I understand that these wings aren't exactly a whole exosuit, but they are giving a man the ability to fly like specific controlled flight. Yes. (laughs) Intentional controlled flight. It's bizarre at the (laughs) least. (laughs) And how exactly does it work? Like, because if you think about it, when he's on the uh, the helicarriers, like right, and he's using the two Uzis or yeah, whatever, whatever his little submachine guns are. Yeah, he's using those. He's still flying, but his hands aren't in the wings. Like, mm. how ex- is, it, is it? Is it? Does it connect to his nerve system? Like, kind of like how the the um, Iron Man suit connects right to Tony Stark's brain? Like, maybe it could be uh, like they have like a lock in place feature. Okay, so then it's more that would be more of a gliding effect, though, right? Yeah, because it's it's jet propelled, like it has a propulsion system. Yeah, on it. yeah. So he can just like lock the wings, and he can do whatever he needs to with his hands. He can give him spirit fingers one time if he really wants to. It really makes and, me think of the Hey Ya song. Yeah. Hey, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but. I don't know. There, there's so much, and I kind of, I kind of like that about the wings that they didn't tell us the exact science yeah. behind it. Exactly. It, it leaves, it leaves the fun guesswork to it that you can be like, ah, oh, like what you just said. Does it connect to his like nervous system? <laughs> I mean, it could, it could definitely register how he flexes his back, back muscles. Like that's a yeah. kind of thing that could, it could be, it could do. In the comic books, Sam Wilson is the creator of those wings. Like he makes those himself. It doesn't seem that way in this. Like it's definitely like was given to him by the U.S. government, like by the army, for him to him and his uh, other squadron to uh, to use and become experts in. And then yeah. later on, I assume in uh, Civil War, Tony builds him new ones, or at least modifies them. I would say the minute Tony gets his hands on them, they are either you now have like Mark sixteen of them because you can never <laughs> get it right. Or he's just like, I built you in everything that you could ever want. I mean, when they come off, oh, damn it, we're talking about Silver War again. When they come off and they make they make that cool like barrier shield thing for him, like I was like, that's that's pretty ingenious. <laughs> and I, I think this is the curse of trying to do this format of a podcast. 
it, I think it also, you know, I'll allow it in the rules of this podcast. Talking about the future is what we set out to do. It is. <laughs> it is. Um, how do you think Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to play off of this? Because they met here. They did. And we know that they have no love loss for each other in Civil War. Like, yeah. They, you know, I'm, I'm Cap's best friend. No, I'm Cap's best friend. Like, yeah. And then Iron Man comes in later. He's like, I thought we were best friends. <laughs> <laughs> you knew my dad, and you knew him as the man who loved people, and he never loved me. Damn it! <laughs> so you need to love me where my dad couldn't. That's that's their relationship. That's it. Right? <laughs> um, I think that they're going to, at the very beginning, reluctantly work together. It's it's definitely going to be like how is it that we can, um, we can honor the memory of Captain America, and I think we've st- we say this before. They're not going to either one of them is not going to become or neither one of them is going to be Captain America at the beginning. Yeah, uh, that's definitely what the what is it Wyatt Russell's character is going to be, um, U.S. agent. Like he's the new quote-unquote Captain America. By the time we get to the end of the series, I'm sure if not both of them, one of them will be wearing the Captain America suit or a Captain America suit. Yeah, I I still kind of stand by my concept of Falcon's going to do the face work and be like the public image of Captain America Mm -hmm. and Bucky's going to do the less than wholesome stuff. But how... I mean, I get that. I st- I think that's the best idea for the two of them. How is it? Do you, huh, do you have to do any quote unquote PR for Sam Wilson? Because he was on Cap's side during the Civil War. Like he just like how, okay, you went away. I don't know if I'm still here. I don't know what happened. It just like closed on me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm upset because we were on a call. Oh no. Camera, get me up there. Ah, and I cut you off like a jerk. I'm sorry. Okay. Like he was on Captain America's side during the Civil War. So when we saw in Spider Man Homecoming, when uh, uh, Hannibal Burris's character of the coach is like, I don't know. I think that guy is like a war criminal now. So I don't know if you should be listening to him. But he has some good advice. <laughs> is Sam Wilson, or was he at least at one time a um, criminal, war criminal? That's what I was trying to say. Like with the accords that were in place, yes. And we assume the accords have been wiped out after this. You know, or after heavily and... amended. Okay. Because <laughs> like. I think that's what's what we're going to have to tackle in the Falcon and Winter Soldier story, like show. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things. Yeah. I don't know. This is just... Do you I, have... I, go, go ahead. I was going to say, looking forward to Falcon and Winter Soldier, it's just such a mystery. It's so... like that. I've never thought of that team. Right. And I think that's my that might be what drove them to do it. Yeah, because you also you have the two characters surviving him more or less. Like he's lived on by these two dudes that spent a bunch of time with him it, that aren't Tony Stark. 
Yeah, we're sitting here talking about Steve Rogers like he's dead, and he's not. He's very much alive. We see him at the end of Endgame. He's just old, so he's not Captain America anymore. So Captain America is dead, but Steve Rogers isn't, like, kind of thing. Do you have any speculation other than the fact that one will be the face and one will be the shadow, like, for those two characters? Um, what if it's not a team? Okay. They go off and do their own thing. Like I can see that too. Like their journeys start together, go off and do their own thing, and maybe come together at the end. Like I can see that. Or take it one further. Bucky's jealous that Sam got the shield. I know one thing is that we're that uh, Sharon Carter, Agent Thirteen, is mm-hmm. supposed to show up in the Falcon Winter Soldier story. What if it's okay. her and Bucky? Like, what if the two of them become a couple? Like, not that they have to couple up, but, you know, it, I mean, he's kind of got the same mentality as Steve and she is more used to working espionage. So what if the two of them like become a team and go and take care of the shadow stuff together? I'd be down. Yeah. I'd be here for it. I could see that story. I kind of don't want. Bucky to be a hero now. Okay. I I want anti-hero Bucky. I want oh. I want Venom Soldier more or less. <laughs> it sounds like you want the Punisher. <laughs> no. Where <laughs> he's just make him uh make him a soldier for hire. He he knows how to do one thing and he knows how to do one thing really well. He does. But and I- he really wants to make like that's this whole thing like when he became white wolf so to speak you know in wakanda it's it's the atonement i I need to atone for all those lives i took as the winter soldier he should have stayed white wolf <laughs> if if that's where you're gonna go with him leave him as white wolf do not give me the title of winter soldier that's unless true. this unless this whole show takes place between now and endgame I don't think it will, but yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> I mean, look at, look at Natasha herself, like mm-hmm. black widow. Her constant thing is I have read in my ledger. Like when she was a, a Russian, act, uh, uh, agent, she killed many people like mm-hmm. for whatever reason, like they told her to do it. She still kills people in this, like even in this movie going through that boat, she is, Oh, she's, destroying lives (laughs) these people had families and she did not care (laughs) but she's doing it for the right reasons so to say so to say like she is on the side of right now according to her right reasons for for her moral right reasons yes exactly um does that change does she get read in her ledger because once she finds out that you know the people that she was helping on this boat are actually Hydra agents. Like Sitwell is a Hydra agent, and maybe the Algiers these this, these people that took over the boat weren't as bad as they could have been. Or that's a really deep like morality question. <laughs> Chat, chime in on this. Where do your morals stand? Because if... <laughs> I don't know how to answer this. If you're doing something for your moral reason at the moment and it comes back around that you were being manipulated are your morals still valid <laughs> it's a good question one in chat for yes two in chat for no okay let me know we'll count them up we'll count them up to see if she's actually a bad guy um 
who else did we get introduced to in this? I mean, we're getting we like you said, we're we're getting reintroduced to Bucky, but as the Winter Soldier. We got Batrock the Leaper. Batrock the Leaper gets away at the end of it. Tat, you're no help. <laughs> and we did we split the boat? I got a yes, a no, and a hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That sounds about right. Yep. Thanks, guys. <laughs> But does he show up in later later in- incarnations? I mean, I'd be down. He gets away. You didn't kill a villain. Nice job, MCU. Now <laughs> you can use them again. Uh, <laughs> I let's let's see it. Um, I don't know much about the Leaper, so I don't know where you, where he would fit in. Unless we're gonna stick to the Thunderbolts, in which case he's a Thunderbolt now. I mean, I, place. I'd be all for that. I really Easiest place to lump him in. <laughs> um, do you see anybody from the Fox merger showing up in Winter Soldier, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier? I think it'd be kind of cool if we got some mutants. Okay. How would you incorporate, what mutants would you incorporate into a spy show? Into a spy show? Um because I assume that's what the, the Falcon Winter Soldier show is going to be. I assume it's going to be yeah. more spycraft. I, I would think so also. Um, Azazel. Interesting. Azazel I mean, could be really cool. Last time we saw him on the screen, uh, the only time we saw him on the screen was first class. Um, he didn't die, to my knowledge. Well, it, they're, all that stuff's wiped. It's not going to be in the MCU. True, because, yeah, future past and all that stuff fixed. <laughs> a bunch of stuff in the timeline but um yeah last time we saw him it was a good outing in my opinion he was a cool bad guy that's interesting go to azazel not not straight up when not nightcrawler like you yeah. would, you'd rather do azazel i mean i'm all for I'd, that i'd rather do azazel we've seen nightcrawler too many times okay and i don't want to be like nightcrawler's the easy choice but like he's the easy choice and there's so many things that you could do that like Azazel just feels like a better fit. Yeah. I mean, obviously you can use him as a villain. Like you could get yeah. the powers of Nightcrawler, but use him as a villain. Uh, we exactly saw in X-Men two X United um, or X two X-Men United. And you know, that's, that's him under brainwashing, like mind control. But if you just straight up Azazel, he's a sociopath. He wants to kill people. Like he, he enjoys it. So, yeah, you you point to Zazel and go that guy. He's like, I'll drop him from airplane altitude. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see them introduce um, Longshot. Like his Ooh. his like probability manipulation showing yeah. up in the uh, the Falcon Winter Soldier. Sto- sh- like, just think of Winter Soldier trying to take that shot, and because Longshot's ability, it fucks up and ricochets and hits Falcon like kind of thing. Like it's or even like Winter Soldier's lining up a shot and Longshot's like, you're not gonna do it. You're, you're <laughs> not gonna I'm telling you right now, I've you're not gonna do it. He's like, shut up, I'm gonna do it. Takes He's a like, shot and misses I told you. I can make the shot in my if my eyes closed and <laughs> and, and it yeah. totally fucks it up. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff would be good. I would like Longshot if he were um not as a series regular. Mm-hmm but if Longshot were to show up every so often and be like, be annoying because he's better. 
<laughs> but he's only better out of pure luck. Like he he makes exactly. out looking. Like he he just turns around and and takes the shot and he makes it like kind of thing. Exactly. Exactly. And you know what? Take it take it one step further where he has performance anxiety. Where if you if you put the pressure on him, he cannot he's not lucky anymore. If you put the pressure on him where it's like, no, you have to do this or we all die, he's gonna miss. Oh no. Yeah, I mean it'd be funny. It'd be funny. It'd be an interesting it, it would be great. It would be great, but at the same time, I feel like I just took all of the seriousness away from a really cool character. <laughs> <laughs> um, who's a, like if if we were to get mutants involved in uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon? Where who would you want to see? Uh, like if you wanted to do straight up out of the X Men, um, maybe someone like someone like boom boom like she like if she could like straight up do explosions and like why is it that that that's working for uh or where they have to investigate why you know they think it's just iad's or something like that and yeah and it it's no this is a mutant that has the ability to blow things up kind of thing i think that would be interesting if you're going with that spycraft if you were doing like something else if you're doing like them on the run gambit like they show up in New Orleans Ooh. and they run into the Coral, thing. tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> like that would be interesting. I would love just dirty southern gambit. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing clean about the guy. He has just gross trench coat. He's his staff isn't even like nice and metal. It's just like a broomstick that he carries around. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like he, and he's just boom howard to hell yeah i love it <laughs> both of them would just be like do you understand what he's saying i have no clue what he's saying he's just like hey y'all i'm gonna go down here like bang, bang dog i'm just gonna just destroy him then woohoo yeah you let the good times roll i'm telling you right now <laughs> it's like what do you say I, something's gonna explode all right <laughs> i would duck <laughs> what about you? do you have a specific mutant that you would want to show up um other than his adult? Uh, I think Havoc could be cool. That would be interesting. That would be. You know be. what? Give me the Summers brothers. Both of them. Yeah, and then we'll do um, we'll do like uh, Mutant Uprising in that. So this is uh, Scott Bummers when he's when he's like mad like mad about it. <laughs> when he's like humanity sucks. Ugh, to the point that even Magneto's like, you need to chill. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what if it was like the U.S. government or whoever's in charge of the Avengers at the time send Falcon Winter Soldier to go deal with the mutants, and that's when they're like, these are people that are just wanting to exist. Like they just have yeah. powers, and you're trying to, you know, oppress them, and we aren't going to stand for that. And now they're on the run. I think it would be a very smart thing to do given our current political climate. Mm -hmm. You give us the, what are the, what is the mutant country? It's the badlands deadlands. No wildland. It's something like Magneto's out there in the, in the what? The savage. Okay. Yes. Um, We get that out there and their whole thing is no we came here cuz you didn't want us everybody yeah. just kept killing us so we made our own country and now you're mad about it and then you have 
uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier being like, no, no, I'm with these guys. Like, y'all kind of suck about that. (laughs) Any possibility of a Fantastic Four member or character showing up? Um, If you have one, you have to have all four. I mean, maybe... I could see them doing just one, maybe maybe Ben Grimm, like pre becoming Rock. He's a he's a straight up Air Force pilot, and they they go they ha- they talk to him for something like that. Um, Reed Richards or, would be a really good. Reed this Richard. would be a really good place for him to show up, mm-hmm. especially Even, because they've hinted at um, whatever like the tower and stuff like that in Spider Man yeah, later on. If that's yeah, that is true. They did with the one, two, three, four. Uh, Namer, Namer could be a cool thing, or even Doom. Either one of those kind of being referenced or showing up in some way. Chat has been talking. Uh, we've been on a roll, so I didn't want to interrupt with anything here. Um, Chat has been talking about. Uh, Wolvie said, "I want Doom to be done correctly, full stop. He's the next Thanos. Uh, better in ways because you can't explain him away as crazy." Um, then I want, I, 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 I want to say I agree wholeheartedly with Wolvie. Doctor Doom should definitely be the next Thanos. Like that should be the next big bad, because it takes it takes into this whole like dictator thing. Or he's doing right by his country. You just don't like it, you know? Yeah. Um. A real quick pin in that because I want to come back around to it. But uh, we have Rot Forty Eight in chat, and they're new. How are you? Welcome in. Thank you for the follow a little bit earlier. Um. But they said Angel. I mean, Falcon and Angel, like it makes sense, right? Yeah, because that's because um, he's a mutant. Yep, and he's a healer, isn't he? Uh, I mean, at one point, yes, they they did do the whole. He's an angel. He's not just a mutant. He has angel abilities, and his blood heals people. But I think they've gone away from that story, that okay. aspect, that characteristic. Either way, give me the Wing Bros. <laughs> it was it was science bros before now it's wing bros like yeah, now, I, I get it give, give me wing bros make them high five with their wings that'd be cool <laughs> <laughs> anyway back to doom back to doom you want him done and you want him done right i think he'd be fantastic my problem with doom is we've gone thanos coming back to earth feels small scale at this point you're you're absolutely right. Yeah, so you could do Galactus, you could do Kang the Conqueror in the next set, but grounding it again, like bringing it back from outer space for Doctor Doom as the big bad, I think that would just be so much better. Like it, it to me, it makes more. However, Far From Home definitely makes you feel like it's going to be space stuff again because of the scrolls. Um, and maybe we're doing uh, the Kree Scroll War. Like maybe that's going to be the next big thing which is can be pretty epic in the end and we're getting jane thor we are getting jane thor yeah so so we're we're looking at like secret invasion kind of stuff yeah yeah because and not to not to shut doom down for you or for you chat i don't see how that keeps all of the ip involved because if Doom, if if Doom is rearing his ugly head, what gets the Cosmic Avengers involved? What brings them back? You know I what mean, I mean. If you take into the fact that Doom is both scientist and wizard, like I, I could see that he becomes a big enough threat that the Guardians of the Galaxy show up. 
I mean, I can see Thor wanting to get involved, and he's okay. with them, mm-hmm. so he might be like, "I'm the captain now," <laughs> and drag everybody back to Earth. And the whole time, Quill's just like, "You're not my real dad." <laughs> um, and then he gets grounded by Thor because that'd be a fantastic scene. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Literally, but, he puts the hammer on top of him. And he yeah, he, he knocks him over and puts like Mjolnir on his chest and goes, "There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you can be captain again when you can move that hammer off." Of you. <laughs> um, but like that's the only way I see them getting involved because Quill is captain. He's like, I, "Earth sucks, man. Like we've the one time I've been there, we got shot at, and <laughs> it was terrible." And Groot disappeared. Remember that? Groot disappeared. Yeah, like the one time we were there, all the stuff happened. Well, um, I guess he disappeared too, though. So yeah. So <laughs> wait, did he? Um, disappear? I think so. Though, <laughs> yes, he did disappear. Yeah, kind of a cool way to get mutants involved because it's a genetic thing. We already had the snap happen. If mutants happen because some weird thing when everybody got snapped back. Hmm. And now there's some people in the population that are just mutants. Yeah. That that'd be a good way to bring it in. I see that's an I think I think that's definitely gonna be the thing because they talked about how in in game they said when the first snap happened, there was a whole bunch of gamma radiation that was you know, expelled. Yeah. Um I think this the second snap could definitely have brought got gave people their X Factor X gene activated. Uh I think the Fantastic Four getting their powers from the microverse no the what is it that they call it in ant-man uh i think it's the microverse is it the microverse i think it's no the quantum realm quantum Um, because they they make reference to that in ant-man and the wasp like of uh her dna being changed too like it's Mm -hmm. it's it's a thing so i think they they put the seeds in there for the fantastic four that maybe they went through the quantum realm and they'll get that's how they'll get their powers I'm cool with it because we got Reed Richards out here messing with stuff that he probably shouldn't be messing with because he's a scientist, not just a smart guy. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> so, all right, because I, I feel like I have to ask this obligatory question for Andy. Who's Tom Cruise in all of this? Oh, jeez. Is, is, he, is he in the chat? Is he there? No, I don't oh. think so, but he's, he's going to be listening. I know he's catching up. So who's Tom Cruise in all of this? <laughs> uh, I'm sure that he's going to say... Uh, Tom Cruise for Namer and all this. Just a little tiny Namer. <laughs> you know what? I'll allow it. Either that or he gets to be Havoc. Oh, that's a very old Havoc. It's, it's a very old Havoc. <laughs> you know what? It's going to be an old Scott Summers too. Here, you know what? He gets to be Longshot. You know, Take that's in, actually a good idea. Right? I'm kind of here for that. Take, take into account all of Tom Cruise's movies. He's just super lucky all the time. Like, <laughs> Pep just told me, never Scott Summers. <laughs> Ooh, well, chat, chat coming in here. Tom Cruise as Silver Surfer. Tom Cruise as Wolverine. Um, <laughs> Tom Cruise as Namer would be fun. You know, uh, great as as Silver Surfer, if he had, if he wasn't dead and maybe a little bit younger, uh, Patrick Swayze. Like I kind of did ooh, that. Yeah, crazy Swayze on a silver surfboard. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know people are already talking about Con- Keanu Reeves, the Silver Surfer, just getting Keanu Reeves in everything. So 
Oh, well, I'm here for that. Apparently, that's what that's the one that you like. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's <laughs> let's do that. Keanu Reeves, a Silver Surfer. We're gonna start it right now, especially if they make point break rate point point break references. <laughs> I mean, Tony Stark already made point break references when they were th- but, he's talking about Thor. But now it's Keanu Reeves on a surfboard. So it would have to be. <laughs> Well, I don't know. That that would be too late for Quill to be made because he wouldn't have seen that movie, right? He would have mm-hmm. been gone already. Unless he picks up movies and, and songs like after they were made in outer space, which is possible. It could be a thing. Um, yeah. We've seen other like Terran stuff in space. Yeah. So this so, is very possible. Yeah. And Any Quill, would love that. Quill would love that movie. Any other characters from this specific movie that we hadn't talked about going forward we know stern is senator stern uh who ends up being hydra and gary shanling unfortunately passed away um he won't be showing up sitwell's dead he died uh where did he die did he die, did he die? Uh, he, no um i think he gets taken out before the stuff kicks off in civil war because they talk about how they've been like rounding up Hydra and like cleaning that up. No, I think he dies in this movie. I don't remember. I don't either. <clears throat> um, I want to touch on really quick how they actually did a good job of making Bucky a tragic character. Yes. And you there's, get more of that tragedy in Civil War. Yeah. Um, there's the scene where he's locked like he's in the cage and they're like getting ready to reset him kind of thing yeah and he's just like i know that guy why do i why do i know that guy he knew my name what who's bucky why did he call me bucky yeah and they're like mission report dude and he's like no hold on (laughs) i got something here yeah and then they just take it away from him and like that's heartbreaking like actually Wait, what's um, going on in chat here? Keanu yeah. <laughs> Reeves, Silver Surfer's Prime, Swayze would be long shot. Keanu Reeves is the ideal Silver Surfer. So they liked the Silver Surfer as Keanu Reeves chat did. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> the writers would make point break references, even if it doesn't work. And yes, uh, Winter Soldier kills Sitwell in this movie. Okay. He, he pulls him out of the car. Yes. Yes. Um, I think I've touched on everything that I had. <laughs> yeah, and then we took this big rabbit trail of talking about all the other stuff that this could have touched, which I think, hey, it falls in the parameters of the show. So uh, really if you don't like it, listen out there. Deal with it. Any uh, last <laughs> from the from the chat? Um, chat, do you have anything else you want to touch on? You have just a couple of minutes to get it in. So I will say pencils down when it's time to be done. So, I mean, are we, are we, how much mm, we're going to have a lot of speculation to going into the guardians of the galaxy, like coming out of guardians of the galaxy next week. When we, when we talk about that and where they're going to end up in guardians of the galaxy three. So on Asgard, the, yeah. the, the wreck, the wreck of Asgard, they're going to set up shop. No, no way. You think so? I'm, I'm tossing something stupid out. Okay. <laughs> They're going to go anything? hang out. Also, in the chat, is there anything that you want us to specifically look at in Gar- or yeah, in Guardians of the Galaxy that we're prepared for next week? Yes. So that's some good stuff. Um, 
right? They haven't said anything yet. That's right. Sometimes, sometimes they're a little slow. It's a little lag. <laughs> exactly. There's probably like a good five seconds of delay between us and them. Uh, Malfoy said, just observe how awesome it is. I mean, it is. It's just an awesome movie. Oh, so, uh, so, so to speak, uh, where it falls in my ranking of uh, the MCU movies, I believe it comes in at number eight. And number it's really eight. tied for number seven with Captain America, the first, the, the first Avenger. Like the two movies are right there on it with me. Okay. And I'm and here for it. First Avenger probably only irks out by a hair just because it's an origin story. And I like origin. Yeah. Um, I think for me, because I'm still trying not to commit to a hard number here until we've watched all of them. And then in the finale, we'll go through and we'll we'll come up with the definitive ranking. That might be a longer episode because there's going to be arguing. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of arguing. <laughs> we're going to need to get a we're going to need to get a neutral third party involved, not just somebody who's going to say, "Ian, shut up." <laughs> uh, <laughs> but this is definitely top ten. I think this is top five for me. Sounds good. All right. All right, uh, Ian, where can people find you online? Yo, gang, if you're listening to this in the future, if you're listening to this in the future, come find me, twitch.tv slash Ian Flux. I'm live. Most of the time, my stream schedule is shifting towards the evening. I just got a new job, so the Woo-hoo. evenings are going to be my my business. That's where we're going to be, but come find me. You can also catch me on Twitter at Ian Flux 12. People in the chat, you can see it down below. Both of our names, Mitch and I are right there. Uh, come find us. Talk to us. What's up, girl? Talk to me. Hey, how you doing? Yes, and I'm on Twitter. I'm at GEM. stands for Geek Elite Media. The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network on our website, geekelitemedia.com. Please rate and review us on our on whatever podcast podcatcher you use uh it will help spread the word of our network but until next time this is journey into mystery on the geekly media network saying always remember to geek out this concludes our broadcast Peace.